Hey everybody, this is Sean Early, and I don't know about you, but uh, it's kind of hard to avoid all this sort of doom and gloom news that's happening lately about the economy, uh, where we're going in the near and distant future. It seems like there's some storm clouds on the horizon and things are going to get very challenging. And as a result, um, something to think about, do you have a contingency plan for that, for your company, for your business, for your organization, for your family, for your community? Um, something really important to think about. So let's talk about that. I'll see you in the episode. Today's podcast is brought to you by the new Robot Spaceship Studios, offering professional podcast production, design, consulting, and promotional services to help you start your very own podcast. For more information, go to robotspaceship.com slash studios. Hey everybody, this is Sean Early, and today I want to talk about something that's pretty serious. Um, if you listen to my last podcast, it was about a book I recently read called The End of the World is Just the Beginning, and it discussed um, some sort of future projections on where we may be going in terms of global economy. Um, there's a lot of sort of storm clouds on the horizon. If you read the news, it's pretty much hard to avoid it. Um, but there seems to be a, sort of a global consensus that things are going to start getting a lot more challenging when it comes to the global economy. And um, I, you know, I tried to tap into multiple sides of a conversation, especially when it comes to current events. And sometimes there's people who are doom and gloom. Sometimes there are people who are a lot more rosy. And I'm not really seeing the rosy here. I'm seeing a lot of people who are typically um, more optimistic about things being pretty just clear about the fact that there is reason to be concerned that the economy is going to be taking a downturn. It already is in many, um, many cases. Uh, arguably, we could already be in a recession. It depends on how you do it, what numbers you're throwing around. Um, but it's pretty clear that there is something definitely on the horizon and things are going to get considerably more challenging. Um, some parts of the world will just be challenging. Some parts of the world, things could be pretty dire. Um, and it, it kind of led me to thinking um, before the pandemic started, when we were starting to see um, some of this stuff coming out of China, all this sort of scary news, um, people being locked down, um, this mysterious virus that was starting to explode all over the place. Um, it started, you know, a lot of us had never really experienced anything like that. And so there was obviously a lot of um, questionable news and information about it. Nobody really quite knew what to do at the time. But um, I had a discussion with my CEO, my company, and we decided that um, this thing was there. It looked like it had the potential to really blow up um, and cause a lot of problems globally. So we sat down and we had a contingency plan just to figure out, okay, what, what are we going to do if this pandemic situation <clears throat> reaches us and crosses around the world? And regardless of what you feel about the pandemic, um, it, it happened and that definitely impacted the world. It impacted the economy. It impacted, um, in many places, there were lockdowns and many places we had to restructure the way we worked. And due to this contingency plan that we had very early, 
Um, we were able to restructure the company so that everybody was remote, everybody had resources, everybody had hardware, everybody was able to communicate through teams. Um, and we basically just made it sure that everybody was able to work regardless of whether they're going to be able to come into the office or not. And we also made a plan to figure out how we we're going to communicate this with our clients externally, communicate it internally to everybody on a regular basis, uh, determine the type of business they were going to try to accept, the type of business that we weren't going to try to accept so that we could weather through this. And it actually, it, it saved us through the pandemic. We were, we, we weren't crazy successful, obviously, but you know, our business survived and we're here today to continue doing business. And uh, if it weren't for this contingency plan, I don't know uh, what we would have done exactly. I think things would caught up to us by surprise and we would have been in a lot um, worse shape than we were now. And um, we learned a lot through that to have more contingency plans, to have a lot more communication in our management teams to plan for the future. And recently, um, just this week, we had another contingency plan and that contingency plan had to do with what was going to be happening with the economy. And um, everybody was sort of in agreement that uh, something was about to, something was on the horizon and we needed to plan for it. One of the big cases here, especially since this is, I live and work in Germany, um, and Germany is very reliant on Russia for energy, for natural gas. And it's looking like that is not going to be a possibility very soon. Um, Russia is going to be shutting down the pipeline, quote unquote, for a couple of weeks for maintenance. But I think this is probably, uh, it's, I think it's it's not for maintenance. It's, uh, it's, it's a sign that says, we're going to shut it down and think what you think. Um, you know, how do you feel about that? If you can't have gas for the next two weeks, maybe we should renegotiate our, our economic decisions that we're making because of the Ukraine war. And... Germany, you know, 40% of its uh, energy comes from Russian natural gas stores. Um, last, last, you know, 10 years or so, they've shut down all their nuclear reactors. They basically become much more focused on um, carbon neutral green solutions and pretty much outsource their energy needs to other countries. And so they're much reliant on Russia specifically for heating and energy and energy creating electricity. Um, and so if Germany, I think is probably in one of the worst situations in the world right now, when it comes to the Ukraine war and the economic situation that's coming out from it and the energy crisis that is coming from it. And as a result, um, we could be facing some very difficult times in the very near future, probably just this, this winter. Um, and I guess you know, I won't get into all the details about that. You can also listen to the podcast that I had previously um, describing the book, um, End of the World's Just Beginning. And there's a lot of things to think about, not just energy, but uh, globally, economically, a lot of factors to think about. But my point being in all of this is um, I, I can't emphasize how important it is for you. I mean, not just uh, my German listeners, but people all around the world right now. Um, do you have a contingency plan for your business, for your family? Um, what will you do if the economic situation turns sour? And uh, again, I, I don't think um, I don't think it's a matter of if. I think it's a matter of when. I think um, we're all going to be dealing with some some changes in the future. 
um, whether it's how much energy we use, whether it's how much gas we use, whether it's, um, you know, how that, and when you think about energy, it's not just, um, you know, my electricity bill gets more expensive or my heating bill gets more expensive. It affects everything. So it affects um, the ability for people to um, plant crops and use farming equipment to harvest this farming equipment, to use the fertilizers to and pesticides or whatever to make sure the crops grow, to harvest it, to ship it off to other countries. They need fuel. They need energy to do that. Um, to, you know, global shipping is going to be affected by, by, um, a fuel crisis. Um, it, it, it steamrolls, you know, everybody's business is going to be affected. If you have a lot of, um, coworkers who, who, uh, commute a couple hours to work, like I know a lot of people do, that's going to be affected. How is your business basically going to continue to run if say fuel and energy costs double, um, there's a, there's a, I'm just reading news here out of Germany, um, recently had a, had a summit last week, um, in Spain to talk about this German foreign minister, Annalena Baerbach said that Germany was putting in place a contingency plan in case of its gas supplies traditionally sourced from Russia and Nord Stream one are cut off by Moscow. That could also see the country face difficult decisions as to which institutions we may have to suffer power cuts. She said. So they're already talking about rationing power, rationing heating in Germany right now. And the thing hasn't even happened yet. Um, Green party politician in Germany warned households that could households that the cost calculations from their energy providers for the next year would likely be several times higher than they were in the previous years. And the headline says German households could see a four digit rise in energy costs this, this winter. So if you're paying 500 to a thousand bucks in, in gas and power, um, for the year, you could get a double, you could be paying 2000 bucks, um, in the next year. And, you know, if, if you're, you're doing okay, if you're middle-class, you may be able to suck that up. But if you're, if you're just barely surviving, um, that's going to be, um, whether you eat or not, just to keep the power and the heat on that year. Um, and if your business is equally suffering, um, that's going to be the difference between whether your business is productive or whether you're insolvent. Um, this is going to affect everything. It's going to affect the global economy is not just going to affect Germany. Um, and these problems are, are intertwined. There's not just because Russia is blocked off from, from the world's financial structure because of the war, they're not going to ship out fuel. There's so many other factors in play right now. Um, you know, there's, a there's the, the, the environmental, um, green, sort of industry that I like to call it because it is an industry. It's not just a, it's not just a social cause anymore. It's an industry. Um, ESG, all of that stuff is an industry and it's being pushed forward by the World Economic Forum um, despite the, the challenges and all the, the economic problems that are about to happen. There are people still pushing forward green agendas that are not um, going to be... Uh, relevant when it comes to a global energy crisis. Um, there's so many decisions that are still being made right now. The, the farmers in, in the Netherlands are protesting because the government wants to shut down a huge chunk of agri agricultural production 
um, in the country to to limit the amount of greenhouse gases and nitrogen that that goes into the atmosphere. Um, and you know, it's it's great to to uh, to try to better the world. Um, you know, I, all that all that ideology is great. It's something to work on. But at this at this point, you know, we're facing much more important uh, critical decisions uh, that I, I, there's, there's so much conflict of interest right now when, you know, it's, it's like that meme where, where the guy is, is sitting in the, the, the dog or whatever, sitting in the kitchen and the house is on fire and he's like, everything's okay. Um, you know, things are not okay right now. Um, we're okay right this second, but in the next year, things are not going to be okay for a lot of people. And I think we have to switch our priorities and put a lot of this sort of superficial ideology to the side for a better time. Um, and right now we need to focus on uh, much more bigger priorities, like how we're going to continue to run our businesses and provide for our families and provide for our, our uh, communities and our countries. Um, how are we going to work to earn money to feed people? And how are we going to be able to earn enough money to buy food that is double in cost and to be able to pay for energy that is double in cost or maybe even more, I don't even know. Um, how are we going to afford to get into our still existing gas-powered vehicles to commute to work, to be able to work, to pay for that gas? Um, not everybody has an electric vehicle and not everybody's going to buy one this year. And we don't have the infrastructure to be able to support all these green agendas currently and we don't even have the economic sort of peacetime environment to be able to realistically push that through in a way that's going to be feasible for everybody in the short term. Um, I think, you know, Germany uh, backed off on all its nuclear power plants in the last 10 years. And they, what was it recently? They just, they just voted um, just in the last week to, 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 uh, determined that, okay, nuclear energy and, and natural gas, um, should now be qualified as, as green energy. And I wonder why that decision was made. Um, because the shit is about to get the hit, hit the fan. And I think that's the, that's the point here. And, um, I, I, again, I can't highly stress enough to you, um, to come up with a contingency plan for what that has, how that affects your business. Um, like I said, how can you exist without using so much energy in your office? How can, um, you know, it's, it's like the pandemic in a way, you know, if people aren't going to be able to afford to even come to the office, you know, it's not, there, it's not even taken under consideration that there could be a, a uptick in Corona cases this fall and there'll be more lockdowns. We don't even know that even that's, you know, that whole pandemic thing is kind of sh shut under the rug. Um, and again, regardless of what you believe about the pandemic or, you know, how that, how you deal with that, you know, if, if your government says you have to lock down, then there will be lockdowns, whether you can avoid it or not, um, compiled that with an energy crisis, um, your inability to be able to commute to work because fuel prices are so high, um, it's going to affect not just your, your, your circle, your family circle, but your entire business everybody. So how do you make sure that everybody is again, capable of working from home? If you have a, a business that, um, you know, is comprised of, you know, getting parts or ingredients from other places around the world that inquire energy and fuel to be shipped, 
you know, what is your cost going to be? Are you even going to be able to get these um, sort of ingredients or, or parts or, or whatever? Are they going to even be available in an economic situation as we can anticipate here? Um, you know, how do you restructure your business now so that it will be effective? Or how do you make some major changes to um, change that? You know, how do you focus on having local resources as opposed to global resources? Because, um, again, th this is going to some serious changes. And if you, again, if you listen to my last podcast about the book that I was reading, um, a lot of people believe that these changes are going to be permanent or if not permanent, but at least the next 40, 50 years, we could see a global change um, in the entire economic structure that will not really improve for generations. And that's, that's literally what we're talking about here. And I, I try not to be fatalistic. Um, I, I try to think positively. I try to think of where's the, where's the, where's the, the sunshine in the storm. Um, but in order to do that, you really have to have a strategic plan. You have a contingency plan, um, you know, sit around with your management team and talk realistically about what that would mean. If there's an energy crisis, if your energy prices double, if the energy prices go up, will the person who owns the property that your company is maybe renting office space in, are you going to even be able, are they going to afford it? Are they going to pay, charge you more? Are they even going to be around, you know, for your business to stay in that location, much less, um, you having to pay more energy costs, um, for, for, everything that you do and every product that you create and every employee that needs to um, have an income and a life and pay for, for their life. So again, um, plan, have a plan, sit down with your company now and plan this out before things get worse. Um, I can anticipate, uh, you know, everything is, it's it's summer now. Things are warm. Everybody's having vacations and kind of enjoying things, sort of watching the news on the side, saying, oh, something in the winter could be coming. But um, when when it starts getting cold and when, you know, after this, this year's crop is harvested and the stores start to run out over the next, you know, over the next winter, over the next year, I'd say we have about a year before things start to get incrementally worse. Um, and maybe, maybe things will just be awesome. Maybe they'll just work out. Maybe something will happen and the economy will perk up some unforeseen thing that maybe we didn't anticipate. We'll just make it that everything's all right. And I hope everything is all right. But again, just like the pandemic, um, you know, we were sitting here in the West watching this happening in China and seeing things kind of going crazy over there on Twitter. I'm seeing the same kind of things going crazy everywhere right now in the economy. And it's not just over in China anymore. It's everywhere. And so um, plan accordingly, even if the plans turn out to not be, um, you know, too critical for your business, have a plan and, uh, you know, educate your employees to plan for their lives too. Um, it's not really a time to just kind of blow it off and say, oh, maybe things will be okay. Because I really don't think, um, and I think the global consensus, I scan a lot of news, I scan a lot of resources, listen to a lot of podcasts by a lot of experts, and everyone kind of has the same consensus. Um, things are going to get challenging. So again, plan, have a contingency plan. Think about how you can educate yourself, educate your business, educate your employees, and educate your clients even, educate externally for everyone so that everybody is 
if not successful, at least everybody um, has at least a standard that they can they can live with over the next year until we really realize where things are going to go. Um, anyway, enough doom and gloom for me. Um, I, again, I'd like to encourage you to, of course, do your own research. Um, please try to tap into some of these discussions that are happening. Um, read the news. Read lots of different sources of the news. Read different um, sides of the opinion. Um, stay, stay educated, especially when it comes to business and economics. Um, it's not a time to just kind of blow it off and hope things are going to be okay. So, um, <clears throat> that's my two cents. That's my doom and gloom for the, for the day. But I hope you at least had some, some thoughts for yourself on where you need to go with that. So once again, this is Sean Early. This is Sean Early podcast. And, uh, <clears throat> as always, I would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, um, give us a five-star review if you're so inclined. Leave us a, a text comment. Let us know what you think. Um, be sure to follow us on we're on the, all the social media channels. Why well, I'm saying we, it's a Sean Early podcast. I'm just used to so many other podcasts I've been doing. I say you, I say we. Anyway, Sean Early podcast, it's me right now. Um, so you can follow me on the social channels. Um, I'm pretty active on social media. So if you have any questions or just like to tell me I'm crazy, um, that's fine too. Um, I like positive and negative feedback. So with that said, this is Sean Early, the Sean Early Podcast, and I will talk to you in the next episode. If you like this podcast, don't forget to click the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. This podcast has been brought to you by the Robot Spaceship Podcast Network. For more info and other great podcast series, go to robotspaceship.com and subscribe. 